Welcome to the SC Yoga Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Deal, a certified yoga teacher and integrative health and wellness coach. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with helpful tools and information that will help you better understand the connection between yoga, mindfulness, and movement in bite-sized episodes so that you can break through the barriers in your life. Let's get started because yoga, it's the real deal. Welcome to season three, listeners. I hope that everyone has had an amazing summer, and uh, this episode is being released on Labor Day, so I hope that if you are one of those people who has the day off, I hope you're enjoying the day and relaxing and spending time with family, and if you are working, then I hope you are at least still finding some time to enjoy the day in some way, shape, or form. As we get started and kick off this season, I wanted to spend the first several episodes of season three talking about the Yoga Sutras. The Yoga Sutras, some of you probably already know if you've been practicing yoga for some time, but if you are a newer yogi or you're considering you know, diving into the yoga world, know that the Yoga Sutras are super important to everything related to yoga. And we'll get into why that is over these next several episodes. So today, it's just going to be a general overview of the sutras. We'll talk a little bit about what they are and a little bit of the historical context surrounding them. So just a very high level today and then the next several episodes after that, we'll dig in a little bit deeper. So before we do get into this and dive in, get comfortable, find a nice seat. You are welcome to grab a notebook or a journal if you're a person who loves to take notes, maybe grabbing a nice cup of hot tea or a cool glass of water, whatever you need to get yourself in that mindset of absorbing some very wonderful information. So get comfortable, pause this if you need to do that to get yourself comfortable, and then we'll get started. All right, so now that you're comfortable, let's dig in. We'll start, as I said in this episode, with just a high-level overview, and we'll start with talking about what the sutras are. Well, the Yoga Sutras were considered to be written by Sri Patanjali around 2,000 years ago or so, and it's a collection of texts that is considered to be one of the most detailed guides towards a higher or pure conscious, and it's considered to be the foundational text of yoga. And even though yoga had been around for many, many years before Patanjali's teachings, the Yoga Sutras are considered to be the first step-by-step guide to the practice of yoga. Now, the word sutra itself, you're probably wondering, well, what is a sutra? Literally, it translates to aphorism, which means a concise statement of a principle. And in Patanjali's time, many teachings were handed down orally, rather than being written down, and that's probably one of the reasons why each of the sutras is short and fairly easy to remember. Now, in modern times, we often hear sutra translated as thread, and in that context, each sutra can be thought of as like a thread of knowledge that helps you explore the meaning of yoga and ultimately leads to your liberation. And in Sanskrit, you could call liberation moksha or kavalya. 
The teachings of the Yoga Sutras are what define the true meaning of yoga, and each sutra guides us to a more meaningful life, which helps us to become better yogis. In my opinion, the beauty of the sutras is that everyone, even those of us who may not have a physical practice of yoga, everyone can use the sutras as a guideline for life, for the journey that you decide to take. Okay, so now that you know a little bit about what the sutras are, let's talk a little bit more about Patanjali. Who was he? So Sri Patanjali is known as being the father of yoga, and he was a sage from ancient India. Very little is actually known about Patanjali, but most scholars place his birth sometime between the 2nd century BC to the 2nd century AD. And while there is debate about the actual time period Patanjali was around, oral tradition accounts for these differences by explaining that the name Patanjali is a surname, and that is the name of a lineage and school of teachers, students, and sages, rather than necessarily being only one person. However, Patanjali is often referred to as a single person for the sake of convenience, and he may have been the founder of this lineage. So what does that mean? Well, we don't exactly know who Patanjali is. We don't know if this collection of sutras was written by one person or if it was written by a number of the people who studied the Patanjali lineage. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) Okay, so we mentioned that The sutras, the yoga sutras, make up the foundation of yoga. They are considered to be the foundational text of yoga. So let's get a little bit more into the historical context. So Patanjali's yoga sutras and some of the other texts of his, there are other texts that were written by Patanjali. These texts, along with the sutras, make up the foundation of what is called Raja Yoga, to be specific. Raja Yoga is the eightfold or eight-limbed path of yoga. And it's also referred to as Ashtanga Yoga. And I have some earlier episodes where we talk about the eight-limbed path. So please feel free to peruse through seasons one and two for a little bit more information on those eight limbs. But to be a little bit more high level here in this episode, the eight limbs of yoga, they're they're what take you through the process of self-transformation that leads to the ultimate state of bliss or enlightenment. The Yoga Sutras discuss the eight limbs of yoga as a guideline to live a peaceful and meaningful life. And just as a reminder, high level, the eight limbs are number one, yama, which means moral discipline. Number two is niyama, and that means observances. Number three is asana, which is the physical postures that you do in yoga. Number four is pranayama, which are the breathing techniques. Number five is Pratyahara, which teaches you about how to withdraw from your senses. Number six is Dharana, which means concentration. Number seven is Dhyana, which is meditation. And number eight is Samadhi, which is that final state where you reach enlightenment or bliss. Now, T. Krishnamacharya, who lived between 1888 and 1989, he's considered to be the father of modern yoga, and he is credited with linking Patanjali's Yoga Sutras to the modern physical practice of yoga. Krishnamacharya is considered the founder of what is called Hatha Yoga. So a lot of us who do have a physical practice of yoga 
You might oftentimes see classes listed on this schedule of classes at your local yoga studio as hatha yoga, and that's just those physical postures that you do on your mat. In today's world, most yoga teachers offer classes that focus on the third and fourth limbs of yoga, which are the asana and pranayama practices. So asana, again, is the postures that you practice on your mat, pranayama being the breathing techniques. However, there are a lot of classes in today's world that are incorporating the other limbs in some form, particularly the first and second limbs, which are the yamas and the niyamas, and the seventh limb, which is dhyana, concentration. So the last thing I want to say in this overview episode is how are the sutras structured? So we know that it is a collection of texts. It's considered to be threads of information that are short and easy to remember, but the structure of the text is actually organized in quite a unique way, in my opinion. So there are a total of 196 sutras in the text, and Patanjali divided those 196 sutras into four chapters. And in Sanskrit, pada means chapter. So depending on what translation of the sutras you get, you might see things called padas. Those are the four chapters that Patanjali divided the sutras into. So the first chapter or pada is called the samadhi pada. And in this chapter, in in pada one, you are given the sutras that deal with concentration. So again, concentration is that sixth limb on the eight-limbed path. The second chapter is the sadhana pada. And that whole section of sutras deals with the practice of yoga. So you'll probably see a lot more mentioned about the asana practice, the postures that you practice. The third chapter is the Pada, and that chapter deals all about experiences. And then the fourth and final chapter is the Kavalya Pada, and that is the section that ties it all together, and it's basically all about liberation. So you can kind of see how each builds on the next. So in the first chapter where you're learning all the sutras that deal with concentration, you have to learn the art of concentration so that you can move into that second pada or chapter where you're learning all about the practice. And then together, being able to concentrate and being able to develop your own practice, that is a way to inform the experiences of your life. And the experiences are what you are being taught about in that third chapter or pada of the sutras. And then all of that put together, the concentration practices, the actual physical practice, the experiences, they all lead to that liberation, that bliss, that enlightenment. And that's what you learn about in chapter four. So that is our brief overview of the Yoga Sutras. I can't wait to dive into you. There will be four more episodes coming. Each episode will be dealing with a chapter. So we'll start with an episode on chapter one or Pada one, and then we'll delve in in the next episode after that with Pada two, and then so on and so forth. So I hope that you enjoyed this brief overview. I hope you decide you would like to listen to those 
deeper episodes on each chapter or pada of the sutras. As always, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me at any time. My information can be found, my contact information can be found on my website, which is sciyogagirl.com. And you can also find how to contact me in the show notes. Thank you for listening and have a sparkling day. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the SC Yoga Girl podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. See you next time. Thank you.